Motherhood can be a grind. We know, but there's a better way. Through Jesus and community, we have found the holy grind. Hi, I'm Danielle. Hi, I'm Becky. Hi, I'm Kelly. We have a dozen kids. And we're here to encourage you. So, fasten your high-waisted jeans for this adventure we call The Holy Grind. Hi, and thank you. Thank you for joining us on another episode of The Holy Grind Podcast. We are so excited that you're here today because we have a very special guest. Um, She's a homeschool mom of four. Uh, She's been serving in pastoral ministry with her husband uh, for the past 10 years, and she's really passionate about fostering um, an intimate relationship with Jesus and raising up a generation marked by holiness. So ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Sarah Primus. <laughs> so glad you're here. Sarah. And you know, I, I just have to say, I love Sarah. She's like amazing. She has won my heart. Cause we, we do these like worship nights in our city. And Sarah is one of the people who at the worship nights we say to her, you have an open mic. You know, if you have something in the middle of a song or whatever, and you come up, we're just ready and we're excited if God puts something on your heart for you to share. So I just love you and so glad you're here. Thank you. I'm uh, really excited to be with you guys. I've been uh, following along with what you're doing, and I just love it. It's nice little snippets of encouragement uh, whenever I hop on there. And um, the way that you guys are just like kind of flip the dialogue about motherhood and about how it is holy to the Lord is just like, I love it so much. So uh, thank you guys for doing what you're doing. It's awesome. Hey, Sarah. Speaking of the holy motherhood, (laughs) we want to know what is the holy grind of motherhood mean to you? So I, 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 I do. I absolutely love that. That's what you're calling this because that's what motherhood is. It is holy and it is a grind. (laughs) Um, but You know, I think that when we as mothers have it in our hearts and our minds that um, we have been given this stewardship, these children, and laying down our lives to serve them and train them up in the fear and the knowledge of the Lord is holy to Him and it's worship to Him. And when we have that in our hearts and in our minds, then it's not as much of a grind, right? Like then, like you guys talk um, about a lot, then there's joy that's in it because you know that you're not just doing it for your children um, because sometimes there's no gratitude from them in it, right? But you know that ultimately like the Lord is pleased and he will give you a reward for how you steward them. And I just love that concept of it being holy. It, like it's worship to him, you know, it's like presenting to them this uh stewardship and I I just love that but also it's like it 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 helps you to keep in mind that we're not only called to be holy but we are to call them into the holiness as well right like not only being set apart for the Lord but bringing them into that with us like you are called and you are set apart and you are holy and you're a chosen generation as well so I think that those two dynamics as well. Like this is to the Lord and I'm bringing them into it so that when they grow up, they are walking in holiness as well. Amen. Amen. I love that. 
So I think a big part of motherhood is our own personal prayer lives, right? Because if we're not filled up, then it's going to be very hard to give off to our kids. And so my question is, how did you develop your own personal prayer life? So uh, it's been a process, you know, Um, I probably didn't really start having my own personal prayer life until my late teens, uh, just because I didn't, um, my family kind of, um, we all got saved at the same time. And my parents kind of just took me to church and, you know, they did the best that they knew to do. And I'm incredibly grateful for that. But I probably didn't uh, learn how to pray until I was in Bible school myself. And um, it's just a process of learning, I think. I think that when Jesus taught his disciples how to pray and he said, our father, he wasn't only telling us to see God as father, but he was also reminding us that we come to him as a child and there's learning involved. Like in Luke 11, yeah, in Luke 11, the uh, disciples specifically went to Jesus and said, teach us how to pray, how John taught his disciples to pray. And he said, father in heaven. So, I mean, like I've had such shifts and times and seasons, right? Like in first learning out, I had to have like this set apart time and I would get up really early and no one could bother me. And then you have children and you know, my, my firstborn was an early riser and he would get up at five and I'm like, you're cramping my prayer style here, you know? (laughs) So it was, yeah, yeah, totally. Right. Like, so I was this process of learning. Okay. I am in a different season now and it's a holy season. And how do I um, adjust and learn something different in my prayer life? And becoming a mom taught me that, you know, the secret place prayer is so vital and it's so important, but it's not the only time you can pray, right? Like, like first Thessalonians five says, pray without ceasing, not because you don't stop praying, but it's like, you're praying continually throughout the day. It's like, I'm going Mm. through something. I'm talking to Jesus. I'm thinking about something. I'm talking to Jesus. Right. So, and then, you know, you come into, um, other seasons, and even in the past three years, honestly, there's been um, a dramatic shift in the way that I view prayer and intercession and really shifting from just like need-based prayers to, okay, I just really want to know you more, Jesus. I want to know more about you, not just know more about you, but I want to know how you think. I want to know how you feel. I want to see you more clearly. And I think that that's what's so important to remember as moms is that it's a learning process. Like, it's not like I know how to pray and I'm good. It's like, okay, I'm following you. You're teaching me and you're continually teaching me how to pray. Amen. One thing that I've found as a mom of four, which you are as well, is facilitating prayer with my kids. And in my own house. So we wanted to know how you do that personally. That's probably going to look different for everyone. But but how do you like actually practically facilitate prayer, maybe for yourself, but also with your children and as a family? Totally. Um, I am big. And, and like you said, it totally depends 
on your season in life and your relationship with the Lord. I am, I'm always big on that. I'm like, you get your plan from Holy Spirit and do is I, I get up early. Like I, I do have that place of just me and Jesus time in the morning before the children get up. And I have just found that my day and my soul and my spirit it just goes better when I have that time. So I do that um, first thing in the morning before they get up. And then, like I said before, one of the most beautiful things that I have learned about prayer and motherhood is that you can be doing dishes or folding laundry or whatever. And I really have had some of my most beautiful times with the Lord when I'm making dinner, (laughs) like, you know, cause dinner is like my labor of love. (laughs) So I'm like over the stove cooking and I'm like giving thanks to the Lord. And, you know, he's just depositing his heart into me about something. And so, you know, I, I start the day, I do it throughout the day. Um, you know, with the kids, you know, it can be, it can be, you know, a little bit of a struggle because, you know, um, sometimes their attention span isn't as long as it could be. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we do. <laughs> we, <laughs> like, I have a kid who will literally be like, no, sometimes I'll be like, let's pray. Come on, everybody go around there. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and that's when you just, you, you be the mom and you say, this is what we're doing now. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't expect more of them. I mean, especially your David is like, you know, how old he's like one and a half or whatever. Right. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. don't, you just, I, I loved what you guys talked about. Reasonable expectations, like it, in prayer, like yeah. have reasonable expectations, like, you know, yeah. and, um, because my older ones, you know, can, um, hang out a little bit longer, a little bit, um, you know, the little guys will sometimes have something that they're doing next to us while we're praying, um, or whatever, but, you know, we do have a time where we come together as a family, um, before we do anything in the day. And then we end our day with giving thanks to the Lord before we go to bed as well. So, you know, um, I, I just want to encourage, uh, moms, dads, you are the parent, <laughs> like, you know, and, uh-huh. you know, ha- have reasonable expectations, but, you know, um, sometimes it's just a matter of this is what we're doing right now as a family. And, and then you explain to them why it's so important. Like, this is how we hear from Jesus. This is how we communicate to him. He loves to hear your voice. Your prayers matter to him. It touches his heart, you know, and then just communicate to them how, how important it is for them to speak to God. But not only that, but to listen, like, you know, we, again, like this is all like dependent upon where your children are at, but we take time and we say, okay, now I want everyone to be just quiet and just Think about Jesus and see if he shows you something or see or listen and see if you hear anything. Most of the time, someone has some, everyone has something. And, and, you know, as the parent, that's when you like guide them through it. Like, okay, um, you know, as long as it's biblical, find a way to help them pray it out. Right. Like, like, you know, what was it? I think today, Gabriel, he's five and he said, I saw a fish 
and and a, uh, and a fishing pole. And, he, you know, he's kind of laughing. All the kids are, like, laughing. And I just was like, okay, well, Jesus said if we'd follow him, he would make us fishers of men. So let's let's pray that Jesus would help yeah. us to follow him so that we could be fishers of men. You know, just, like, you're doing it with yeah. them, interacting with them, you know. Um, uh, we do a lot of pray after me with the, with the younger guys, you know, like, this is what we're praying right now. Yeah. Pray after me. You know what I mean? Teach them that. And, um, and you know, when they're struggling with things, you know, this would be for my older two, um, you know, I send them, um, and, and if they're having challenges working through their emotions or whatever, I send them, you know, by them, by themselves, whether it has to be, you know, upstairs or on the stairs, whatever. And I say, okay, you ask Jesus what's going on here. And I think every time they've come to me and said, Jesus said, this is what the problem is. That's so awesome. Come on. So it's That's like, good. it's just, it's directing them and then leaving space, you know, and, and just, and, and just telling them that this is what we're doing and we're not moving on until we do this. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah. we, we have to be disciples and then we have to disciple, right? Like the prayer is a learning process for us Yeah. It's a, and it's a teaching and learning process for them as well. Right. So that's what we do in our house. <laughs> I love that. And I was going to say, I had an experience with an aunt here just the other day who has this great legacy of being a woman of prayer. And she was like, you know, what's the thing about, you know, teaching kids how to pray is you just do it with them, you know? And she was like, how do you involve kids in prayer? You involve them in prayer, you know? And we were just kind of laughing about that, but it's, she's like, it's going to be awkward. It's going to be, you know, a little bit uncomfortable, but they just have to be in it and in that space with you. Absolutely. And you know what, and, and just to speak into that with what Paul and I do, um, my husband is, is we, we focus on prayer as a family, as a community, a body of believers. Um, that's our primary focus. And so our kids have to come with us because we both are things and, and, um, and just our, our family dynamic, they, we all go together. And I will tell you that, um, you know, in the first like early years, it was like, why am I here? (laughs) You know, it's like, I'm just, I'm just keeping the kids and trying to keep everyone quiet. But now that they're in an older stage, because we have been consistent with it, Mm -hmm. they pray, they pray in front of the adults. They, they come and they say, mom, I want to pray about this. I'm like, yes, please pray. And you know, my, my younger two are seven and five and they're still pretty quiet, but they still want to go. Like they're never like, no, I want to stay home. It, you know, it's like y- yeah. you get through that phase when they're younger and you're consistent with it and the fruit, the fruit is there if, if you keep with it. So, you know, it, and those are the types of meetings that I find, you know, young, young parents do find more difficult to involve their children. And, you know, again, times and seasons do what you can do with your family but don't be don't be afraid to bring your kids to prayer you know walk you know what I remember when um, my older two were younger you know we'd walk around with them and pray you know um, the little ones would sit at our feet play with toys we'd pray but they were around it like what you're talking about around it so now it's just okay this this is what we do you know and and the consistency is the key and and just not being afraid to um, to involve them in those types of meetings so you know they're hearing other people 
pray as well. Other adults, not just you, you know? Yeah. I don't know if you've experienced seasons like of highs and lows, I guess, but what do you, um, what's something you do when you're just not feeling it? (laughs) (laughs) Stop praying, but it happens sometimes. Yeah, no, uh, at 100%, I go through seasons where it's like, okay, (laughs) you know, Um, so I, yeah, I I feel that. And, um, you know, the short answer is I do it anyway. And (laughs) I can help you out with some scriptures um, (laughs) that I go to that, that I, that I remind myself because, you know, the feeling is, is actually, our feelings can be deceptive and, and we know that, right? So we have to go back to the truth of what the word of God says when it's like, I'm just not feeling this. And, um, I, just a few scriptures that I go back to when I'm not feeling it. Um, Matthew six says, um, your father who is in the secret place he is in the secret place. So it's like, you know, sometimes in the morning, I, my, sometimes in the morning, my tiredness is stronger than my spiritual hunger. I mean, like, let's be real, you know? And yeah, I I remind myself I'm, I'm getting up and his word says that he is in the secret place. He's here, whether I feel it or not. And I'm sowing into the spirit. So I will reap of the spirit, whether I feel it right now or whether I see the fruit of it in five years, I will reap the fruit of my sowing into the spirit because he is faithful to his word. Right. And then um, (laughs) Hebrews 11, six says uh, that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So diligently seeking him. Right. And then First Thessalonians, I brought this uh, up already, but First Thessalonians 5 says, pray without ceasing. So these are in the word, and we always have to anchor ourselves in the word and say, okay, I'm feeling this way, but I know that this is true. And another thing that's really helped me is to remember that this is relationship, right? This isn't, this isn't just a religious mm-hmm. duty. Prayer is hearing and speaking to Jesus, right? So this is an intimate relationship and, and love is not based on feeling. (laughs) Love is a choice, right? So when we love Mm. someone, we love our children and there's 101 things we do in the day for them that we don't feel like doing, but we love them. So we lay our lives down for them, right? Like, like, like be real, (laughs) you know, in the same way, it's like, I love God. He's put his love in my heart. And so I'm choosing to spend the time with him, even when I don't feel like doing it. Does that make, does that make sense? Absolutely. So, I mean, that, that's just, you know, I, I had, um, the Lord really spoke to me, um, a few years ago and, and we're kind of in this, this season, um, where it's like one extreme or the other on like, I don't want to be religious. You know what I mean? Like, there, that's kind of a catchphrase. I don't want to be religious. And so it's like anything that you're doing that you don't like feel led to do, I'm not going to do it. But but the Lord really spoke to me from John two, a few years ago, he said, spiritual disciplines will be a container for the miraculous. 
right? Come on. So, so, so like in, in the wedding at Cana, they used the water pots that, that were filled. That was for ceremonial cleansing, right? It was something religious that he's trying to bring them out of. And he uses that to bring about a miracle. So it's like, we come and we are like, we bring this discipline of prayer and time spent with him. And then he comes and he fills it and it will be a container for the miraculous. But we have to make sure that we're not in this mindset that because it is something that I don't necessarily feel like doing, that it's not doing anything because it's going to produce fruit because he said it would in his word, right? Amen. It can be such a cop out, right? Like, I don't want to be religious, so I'm not going to do that. It's like, no, no, no. Totally. That's not, that's not what that means. We've twisted that. Right. And it's, it has nothing to do with it. It's like in order to get close to the Lord, we have to be disciplined. Right. David said you will worship the Lord. Right. It's like, absolutely. You don't have a choice. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and the difference between being religious and um, being disciplined and just religious about it is, is your heart condition behind it. It's like, I want to know the Lord more, right? I want to know Jesus more through this. And so this is a spiritual discipline and, and, you know, there, there's good religion, right? So we don't want to like throw religion off of, (laughs) you know, like there's no value in this. Like, yeah, he's, he's faithful to, to draw near to us when we draw near to him. Absolutely. Well, just like anything in life, right? You want a good body, you got to work out. (laughs) Right. <laughs> yeah. just watch other people yeah although totally. not sometimes but <laughs> it's like you have to do something right it's like with god there's always a partnership and i i love that it's like he gives us a choice and he yeah. he has everything for us and he's just saying take it and absolutely so, yeah so. yeah that's really good yeah um yeah, so our next question was, how do you teach your children to pray? Tips? <laughs> um, well, I kind of already covered it. I mean, pray with them. Yeah. You know, have them repeat. Yeah. After you, have 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 them repeat after you when they're little. Um, have them go. Have them go pray in private. Like you know, like I said, with my older kids. Um, they're able to you know process it a little bit more. You know, what is Jesus saying to you yeah. about this? You know. And then, and then bring them into environments like corporate prayer, you know, when you, when you're able to, and then they're experiencing other people pray as well. So I I would say those are my main things. Also, you know, something that, um, I I mean, is a big thing in my own prayer life that I also try and do with my children is when we're reading the Bible, repeat God's word back to him, right? Those are the most effective prayers, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Pray scriptures out. Like if you're, if you're reading something, even in a kid's devotional Bible, whatever the scripture is, have them pray out the theme, have them pray out the words. That's so huge. That's been key in my own prayer life is just, and that's how you interact with the word of God with God, right? Like God, what did you mean by this? How did you feel when you said this? What does this actually mean? Show me what this looks like in my life. Praying scriptures is like huge. And that can be from a, that can be from like a kid's picture Bible. Easy. You know, he was, he was really brave. Wasn't, wasn't, 
David really brave when he killed Goliath? Let's ask Jesus to help us be brave. Like simple things like yeah. that. So yeah, pray scriptures 100% is, is, is yeah. important in our own lives, but teaching them how to do that as well. Yeah. Uh, makes it so much more personal and intimate, right? When you're just reading the word, it's like, yeah, those are words of life and they're good. But when you actually bring it in and make it personal, it's like, okay, this is for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. And yeah, that's when I believe we're truly changed. And yeah. it comes alive, right? Like they come, yeah. the word comes alive to them. Well, I've had times when we're kind of praying at night and I realize my kids praying and they're praying something, a scripture that they've learned at church, maybe without even thinking about it. You know, they're praying because that's what they know. That's the language they're learning and it's getting into them. Right. Totally. Yes. So, yeah. That's always like your heart like leaps. <laughs> yes. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Like, it's getting in. Yes. Oh man. Absolutely. Payoff, right? Like that totally. you see the fruit of it. Totally. I mean you, you see a two year old one time lift their hands in worship and you're like, it's all been worth it, right? Like <laughs> if you could kind of say one thing to encourage our audience, our holy grind mamas. That the Lord sees. He sees like, you know, the labor of love and he hears like the prayers that you kind of whisper that you feel are weak. Like, you know, he receives the weak prayers, the weak, like, Lord, what do I do about this? Lord, help me love my children. Like just all that stuff that's unseen, like to man and that your children probably aren't showing as much gratitude as they could for the Lord sees. And like, he really is going to reward you for your faithfulness and continuing to lay your life down. So, Father, we thank you uh, that you have entrusted us with these children to raise up and to train up. And we thank you that we're not doing this alone, but you're with us. You're inside of us and you're leading us. And I pray for every mom, every dad that might hear this, that they would be encouraged that you see them that you hear them, that you're with them, and that you're leading and guiding them. I pray uh, for a fresh grace on um, on tired moms and dads uh, to enter the secret place where they find refreshing and their spirits are restored and they're strengthened so that they might pour out your love to their children. I just speak a blessing over them, and I thank you, Father, for their faithfulness to sow and raise up a holy generation unto you. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Sarah. Such a privilege to have you with us. And thank you for listening today. There's so much wisdom, so much encouragement today. And thank you for joining us on this holy grind.